You are listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This podcast is for people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojack, and in this episode, we are going to find out some more of what 1 Corinthians has to say about grace. Last time we studied the words karis, kairo, and kara. There are two other words that we did not talk about, and and they are very important, uh, grace words. They are cognates of grace. They are actually, the one of them is sunkairo, and the other is eucharisteo. We have seen eucharisteo before. That is the Eucharist word. We're going to start with sunkairo. This word is from sun and kairo. Sun means with at the beginning. And when you have sun kairo, it means sharing God's grace with another person so that both rejoice together. In other words, mutual participation in God's favor or grace. Isn't that an awesome word? So we're going to talk about that, but in order to, we have to back up to Luke again because we did not talk about it in Luke. And I wanted to talk about every time we find the word grace in the Bible or one of the words that are related to grace. And so guess where we see it? When the time came for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy and they rejoiced with her. So mutually experiencing grace is in Luke 1.58, there with John the Baptist. Uh, we see it again in the parable of the lost sheep. We did say uh, when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. We said right there that there is the word kara um, and kairo, but listen, He comes home and calls together his friends and neighbors to tell them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. So not only is grace something that's personally experienced, this is the bringing others into it. Isn't that an awesome word? We have a couple of verses later, the parable of the lost coin. Uh, What woman who has 10 silver coins and loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep her house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors to say, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's joy in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who repents. So, in heaven, there is this sunkairo going on. And in our lives, there should be this soon kaido going on. So, 1 Corinthians 12, 26. Uh, This is talking about in the body of Christ. There should be no division in the body, but that its members should have mutual concern for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And we know that the body of Christ represents the, the church, right? The, the church getting together, being together, spending time with one another. And it says that we should be doing this 
synchronistic, right? Synchronistic is together time, synchronous. So together at the same time. So synkairo, we should be doing this together. In the same way, when they're suffering, we should suffer with them, right? Empathize and, and, and grieve with them and rejoice with them. 1 Corinthians 13, 6, about love. In the context, love is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices in the truth. And this word rejoices in the truth is the sunkaido. Okay, so those are the occurrences in 1 Corinthians. Three times we are told sunkaido, rejoicing with one another. And, and as I said, we reviewed three times in Luke that we see that same word. Now we're going to move on to the next word, eucharisteo. And this is the word for Eucharist. It's used for Eucharist. Okay, the first place we see it, 1 Corinthians 1, 4. And what does that mean? It's right at the beginning, right after he says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of the grace he has given you in Christ Jesus. So Eucharisteo is thanking God. Remember, it is properly acknowledging that God's grace works well, like for our eternal gain, for his glory. So we give thanks. We are thankful for God's good grace. And we call this the charisma machine because Eucharisteo is, uh, comes from the word good grace. Good grace. We're saying Good grace. Good grace. That is what it means to be thankful. Good grace. 1 Corinthians 1.4 I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. Right after he says grace and peace to you, I always thank my God for you because of the grace he has given you in Christ Jesus. So this is just loaded with this idea of of the different types of grace. Okay, let me look at the interlinear. The first word, eucharisteo, and then karate, the grace of God. And right before that, the verse right before that, charis is the word grace. Peace is irene. So we have charis, eucharisteo, and karate, which is um, charis, but uh, the part of speech is being used as. Okay, then we have 1 Corinthians 1.14. Uh, talking about unity in the church. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? And he says, I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. So he is putting this grace back onto God. In this case, it's it's a good thing that Paul didn't baptize them because they were having this argument over baptism. So he was grateful for the grace of God in that. 
Then we have one in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 30. For why should my freedom be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? So he is being thankful. He is partaking with thankfulness of food. And he is bringing up the fact that this thankfulness, in a sense, blesses the meal or sanctifies the meal. The blessing sanctifies the meal. We have 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four in the context of the Lord's Supper. It's surprising that we see the word Eucharist here as he's talking about the Lord's Supper. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So, of course, when he had given thanks is the word Eucharisteo, good grace. Then we have 1 Corinthians 14. It's here two times. This is in the context of speaking in tongues. And he says um, that we need to be using our mind. And he says, otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he doesn't know what you are saying? For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. So two things. Um, in the prayer, they are referred to as giving thanks with their spirit, which is Eucharisteo. And how can anyone say amen to your thanksgiving, which is Eucharistia? And then it says, you might be giving thanks, but the other isn't edified, which is Eucharisteo. And then in the final verse, he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. So that is also Eucharisteo. So we have it four times in this passage. Um, and what we should notice is the assumption that as we are meeting in a congregation, this thing of Eucharisteo is an assumption. And and also, do you notice that that the purpose of the Eucharisteo is the other word, sun kaido, which is gracing God together, rejoicing in God together, right? That as you're thanking, the people around you are to be thanking. So his argument logically is that there's supposed to be a corporate um, good grace going on, right? A corporate good grace going on and his argument is you know privately uh, that's another issue but when you're corp when you're with the body of Christ there should be a corporate of uh, focusing on God and, and hearing each other's words and bringing those up to God the one more verse I would like to talk about with Eucharisteo is from 2 Corinthians which we're going to study two episodes from now and this is one occurrence that we have Eucharisteo in Second Corinthians. So I thought it would fit better if we talk about it right now. So this is talking about the God of all comfort. 
he has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. In him we have placed our hope that he will yet again deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the favor shown us in answer to their prayers. Do you see that that, that reflects the charisma machine? Did you see it? We have, for the grace bestowed through many, thanks may be given. Right? The charisma is leading to thanks being given. The gifts, um, it says the grace bestowed ends with the thanks being given. So we are sending our grace, our good grace back up to God. We're saying good grace, good grace. In other words, thank you. Thank you is good grace. So this is the two words that we are going to study. Sunkaido, rejoicing in God's grace together with another person so that you're mutually participating. And then the Eucharisteo, good grace or acknowledging that God's grace works well for like for our eternal gain and for his glory. So I have a bookmark available on graceandmercypodcast.com if you want to be seeing these words as you're reading in the Bible. So take a look at that. Download a free bookmark uh, so you can um, remember these words. There's so much depth, not only the definition of the word, but the, the meaning of how it applies to grace uh, is it should change the way we interact with the world. So let us think, how can we apply these two words into our lives today? When you give thanks for your food today, make a conscious effort to think of God's grace in that. He is a shepherd leading you beside the still waters. He is a shepherd that is a taking you to green pastures. He's preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. These should make your heart reflect up to God. Good grace. So, well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that we will be conscious of this soon kairo, that we should be with other believers, sending our grace up to God, rejoicing in together in the joy of the Lord, rejoicing in the things that God has done together, just the, that the soon kairo will be, would be a the conscious part of our time with other believers. And we pray that Eucharisteo as well would be something that we do with other believers, that as we give thanks, the good grace that as we give thanks, that everybody will give thanks to us and it will be almost like a, a spinning tornado of grace going back up into the heavens and blessing you, being a blessing to you because we are really grateful that you have opened our minds to understand scripture. So many people can't understand. So many people don't know what Christ has done, but we do and we love you. We are very grateful, and we pray 
this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. That's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast uh, with author Darlene Bojek. This has been episode 19 in season 2, Applying Grace. You can find the show notes uh, for this episode, including links to the verses we talked about and the words that we talked about at graceandmercypodcast.com. Don't forget to answer the question of the week. What verse about grace has most changed your life? Okay, you can answer that question or any of the other questions of the week uh, right there on the website. I look forward to hearing from you and see you next time.